your country's road to boots and hearts. Here's Jason McCoy. I had the chance to catch up with Tyler Rich. We talked about his love of Canada, and as it turns out, Boots and Hearts is one of his favorite festivals to play. Tyler Rich, how's it going, man? So good, man. How you doing? Good I'm see doing all right. This is uh, this is great. This is our pure country road to Boots and Hearts. So it's it's fun because we get to introduce uh, some folks to you know some new faces. But yeah, and you're a new face, but but maybe not to some because you've played Boots and Hearts before. Yeah, man. We got to play in um, I think it was 2019, right before. Everything went crazy. And uh, I just I just was doing an interview with um, somebody an hour ago from the States. And we were just talking about favorite festivals. And um, she was from New England. I was like, have you ever been to Boots and Hearts? She said, no. And I was like, man, we're lucky enough that at this point, we've basically done them all, you know, all through America and whatnot over yeah. the past five, six years. And yeah. Boots and Hearts is in my entire band, man. It's it's all easily in our top five favorite. It's man, uh, that's awesome to hear. You know, it is it is a great festival, and uh, you're going to be there on uh, August 7 with Shania Twain and, of course, uh, our own Robin Adelini and and uh, Lindsay L. But, uh, you know, and Shania Twain, you know, I, I think when you think 90s country, uh, you think Shania Twain. Was there any influence in your career from that era of country? I mean, I would say probably all of it. You know, when I was a... Uh... When I was when I was really little, I fell in love with George Strait just through uh, the movie Pure Country, which is funny because that's what this is. But yeah, uh, which is a massive chick flick these days if you watch it again. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just fell in love with country through that movie and that soundtrack when I was like seven or eight years old. But then, flash forward eight years when I actually started playing music myself, I was learning how to play from my uncle, and uh, it was just hanging out at family get-togethers, barbecues, whatever, you, grilling out if you if you're in the South is what they call it. Um, and uh, it was Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn, Alan Jackson, yeah. uh, any, any, all that stuff from the '90s. My mom was a huge Clint Black fan, Vince Gill, and um, so that was that was my '90s influence. Obviously, Shania was just everything she did was just new and fresh and fun. And so, I'd take lots of inspiration out of that, and just always trying to uh, turn the needle a little bit on what can be what can be fresh and entertaining. Absolutely. So now a lot of artists, you know, you're talking about George Strait, you know, he's like the king of Texas, the king of country, right? Uh, but you didn't grow up in Texas. You live in, in Nashville now, but you didn't grow up in Nashville. You grew up in California. So in, in Northern California at that. Yeah, um, pretty far north. Uh, there is a uh, an awesome misconception from many people that didn't grow up in California is that California is just San Francisco and L.A. and the beach and Disneyland. Uh, it's It's an entire West Coast full of just nothing but farms and desert. And uh, if you get on the coast is when it starts to turn into a coastal, but right there in the middle where I grew up was just nothing but farming and country music. And uh, we grew up, grew up close enough though to big cities and to the ocean and whatnot to be inspired by other genres, hip hop and, you know, reggae and that kind of stuff. But um, right where we grew up, it smelled like cows, man. And it was just... It smelled like cows. Well, that's right. Because when I was, you know, growing up and, and falling in love with country music, there, you know, there's Merle Haggard, Buck Owens, and that Bakersfield thing. And then, you know, oh, you got Gary Allen from California. But then they... Such a, a rich history of, of artists like the Birds and all that West Coast sound. I'm sure that all that, you know, kind of seeped into what, what you do. Yeah. And it also, you know, it, it was a... Uh, it's kind of like a beacon of hope, I guess you would say, too, because... Everybody, um, I'll go back to the whole like California and country thing, you know. And so uh, everybody that says that when I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Nashville, you know, I'm going to take this to the next level. And, well, you're from California. Why, why are you seeing country? And then I always had that in my back pocket. I was like, ever heard of Merle Haggard, Dwight Yoakam? John Barty grew up right down the street from me, you know. And so it's like, there you go. Uh, yeah, we all pulled from that, not only just sonically, but inspiration-wise uh, to push forward. I mean, the wild, wild west, you know, so. 
Absolutely. So, okay, so it's country music for you, obviously, but uh, what's with economics? You, you actually went to college, got a degree in economics before, you know, taking off with the, with the guitar and going to Nashville, well, going to L.A. and then going to Nashville. How does that work? Dude, I started in a, a music business program because I was going back to school or going to school right out of high school, like the normal thing to do, but playing music at the same time. And I was like, I wanted whatever I was doing in music to make sense to me as like, hey, I could do this for the rest of my life if music didn't work. And so I wanted one foot in still. So I started a music business because I was like, oh man, if I do music, it's going to make my passion homework. But then music business also started to turn my passion into homework. So then uh, I switched to just business. And then I took a bunch of time off to tour and stuff and bands I was in in my early 20s. And then once those bands all broke up and I went back to school, at that point, it had been a few years. My counselor was like, look, if you want to stick with this business degree and you want to finish this way, uh, it's impacted now. And you have to take two extra semesters and you're going to have to write this essay to get in the program and blah, blah, blah. But if you want to do economics, it's way harder, but you'll get out way quicker. And I was like, well, let's go. All right. <laughs> well, you're not afraid of some hard work, that's for sure. And I mean, it's it's paying off on the on the music side, too. And, you know, it's nice, you're coming back to uh, Boots and Hearts. I mean, you're walking in with uh, not only a, a gold single, but a platinum single as well. The difference and uh, better than you're used to. So the difference uh, now a, a platinum single. Congrats. Hey, my very first, Canada gave me my very first gold record and my very first platinum record, which is, and my only platinum record as of right now. So that awesome? you guys are, that's why I think we like Boots and Hearts so much, man, because we just went up there and felt like we were raised there. It was awesome. That's great. Well, there's going to be a, a lot more of them. I mean, I just, I uh, love your music. And I, I, you know, I, you probably hate, you know, hearing people say, oh, I hear a bit of this and there and a bit of that and there, but I hear, um, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about uh, uh, Rolling Stone first because they kind of they kind of put some some pretty great words to this. Uh, you're one of the top uh, ten new country artists you need to know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote them verbatim here. Um, you're one of the newest member of country music's radio-minded incoming class with a homecoming king swagger and a valedictorian's songwriting smarts. Boom. So I mean, like I hear all these different influences there, from Walker Hayes to the to the Thomas Rhett, and that kind of that kind of vibe is it, is that cool to say? Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, the derivative of that for me is Jason Mraz, and so um, that lyric. I mean, the the rhythms and stuff of, of Jason and the things he does in his songwriting and his verses. Um, it was always just so interesting um, over like true catchy melodies, um, and so I tried to bring that. Cause you know, like I said, I did grow up close to the ocean and I spent 10 years in LA, you know? And so um, all that coastal fun, feel good music is in my soul and my writing for sure. And so when you say Walker Hayes and, and Thomas Fred, I, I get it for sure. Cause it comes from like Jason Mraz, The Remedy and like all those old songs he did. I was gonna say, yeah, because you know when those art those artists, you know, are they on the charts now? You've been doing this, uh, you know, when those artists were cutting their teeth, doing their thing too. Uh, so I was gonna say it comes from not just you know these country influences, but obviously you have a deep well and a, and a wide palette of all these different influences. It's amazing. It's awesome. So it's really refreshing too. And uh, I gotta say, you know, uh, you know, as a country music artist, you're a very well rounded person. Obviously, with the you know the economics background and all this kind of stuff, and you know, Miranda's got her uh, mutt nation, and uh, so. Tell me about Rich Rescues. Awesome. Yeah, Rich Rescues. Is, so if I could, man, I would adopt every dog I meet. And uh, my wife would kill me, even though she probably likes dogs more than I do. Um, and so because I can't adopt because I'm never home, I uh, was like, what can I do to 
make a difference with my platform. And I was thinking one day, a few years ago, I was like, man, if I'm in, you know, a new city for the first time or repeat offender, my social media is all these people like, Hey, you got to go to my favorite restaurant, go to my favorite park. Hey, if you guys are bored today, you got to go to this coffee shop. People are in those towns, whether they're coming to the shows or not, they're looking at my social media and they're saying, what are we doing in their town that day? And so my thing was once, maybe twice a week, depending on our schedule, I'm going to visit these rescues and these shelters. So when they are checking like, Oh, is Tyler at my favorite diner or my favorite bar? He is, babe, look at this puppy. Oh my God. You know, so, <laughs> so I could force feed organically and naturally these uh, animals that need homes in these cities to fans and sometimes do meet and greets at shelters, bring some animals to the show. Uh, and it's just created such a cool, just deeper experience and bond with my fans. Um, it's so freaking rewarding. It's awesome. I get messages to this day, like, Hey, we adopted blossom from your post from Ohio. And like, yeah. this is her name now. And she's with our family for two years. Look how big she's gotten. And, uh, it's just so cool. Cause I do, a, I'll promote the whole shelter as a whole, like as a whole fast and best I can. But the goal is like the special cases, you know, it's the, uh, the three legged dog named turbo that runs faster than any other dog or yeah. one eyed Willie, you know, that was from an situation, you know, yeah. or like, um, but this guy right here, Yukon, say, what's up? Okay. <laughs> so I got him from it, from one of my rich rescues visits and, uh, he is, he's, we just did his DNA swab and he's a, he's a Husky Belgian Malinois mix. And, uh, he's seven months old. We got him at three and a half months ish. And, uh, he's the new bus dog. He's awesome. He goes with me everywhere. He even goes to the shelter visits with me. If, if there's a dog that, um, is good with others and in a crazy mood, I'll bring Yukon out of the bus and just let him run around because what's a better way to promote an animal other than showing how well they do with a stranger's dog. Right. And yeah. Oh, that's great. He's beautiful. That's, that's, and what a great way to have a community and then stay in touch with people too. Cause you get, it's like kids, right? Everybody everybody likes to show off the pictures of their kids and their dogs. Right. So, and we have, we have a, uh, we have a couple of rescues at home too. And it's just, uh, they're just fantastic dogs. They're just looking for love. Right. Absolutely. As, As much as I can. And as sad as it is, everyone that we go to, it's like, I walk through and I'm just like heartbroken, but then, um, all the shelters always have good stories. They always have good news. They're no kill shelters and they have high rates of volunteers and fosters. And, um, and it's, uh, it's always super inspiring and it's happy more than it is sad. So it's good. You know, you mentioned your wife and, uh, and your socials as well. I love following you on TikTok. and uh, your wife's name is Sabine. Sabina. Sabina. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> tell me about, uh, I know you do. Because there's a couple of lines in there, I think is pretty awesome, and I, I saw some genuine smiles on her face. I, 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 it, it's a song about your relationship, but it, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump ahead for a sec here. Um, she doesn't like your heavy metal songs. Like, come on. I know, right? What's up with that? <laughs> I love about the song though. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted to just play, and it's brand new. You know, it's unreleased. I haven't even recorded it yet. That was just a demo. Yeah. Um, I wanted to write a song just about all the things because I read a lot of love songs about her. She's an easy muse, you know, and, but I wanted to write a song about all the things I do that piss her off, the things that we don't agree on. Um, and then the chorus is just about all the things that we do agree on, the things I do know about her. Um, but yeah, it's like, I mean, well, I mean, I got this right here. I might as well just rather yeah, than do a bit, man. For sure. I want to do the whole, I want to do the whole song, obviously, but I'll do like a, so it's like, she don't like sleeping alone. Don't like my heavy metal songs Hates that small town drama The missing calls from your mama You don't like scary movies 
It's when I joke and call you bougie. Most of the time, I might not have you all figured out. Girl, I know you do that. Now bring home a red one. Yeah, but so I want to just be as real with those examples as possible. She hates my scary movies. Anything with distortion that's too loud, she calls heavy metal. Um, oh, really? Okay, so it doesn't have to be actual heavy metal. No, and like anything I listen to, especially when I'm working out, is uh, I mean, just teenage angst kind of stuff, you know, like yeah. stuff with breakdowns, or metal, or Slipknot, or even punk rock, pop punk kind right. of stuff, and. Um, and she just hates it. She just didn't grow up around it. So uh, it's funny. She hates my scary movies with passion. Um, but, you know, we meet in the middle. What, the what, what's thing. the scary movie? What's your go-to? Dude, I'm a huge horror movie fan. Um, I love the Rob Zombie movies. Um, oh, yeah. Lots of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Um, one of my favorites of the past 10 years is uh, Cabin in the Woods. So, so good. No, I, um, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm more for the goofy slasher films. I don't like the real scary ones. You know, like the the Ring and all that. That psycho thriller and all that kind of stuff. I'm not yeah, into that kind of stuff. But the goofy, the goofy slasher ones, I'm cool with that. But what I like about uh, like following you on on TikTok is that you and your wife just have this real fun, playful connection. It's fun watching you guys because you really have fun together. But uh, how did you guys meet? Um, at, at a country music festival, we met at Stagecoach uh, six years ago. On Sunday, that just passed, and um, well, happy anniversary! Old, thanks, man. Good old fashioned. Walked up in the pit, said hello. I didn't have a record deal yet. I, I mean, I was just kind of on my rise as an independent artist, and thank God I had enough confidence that day to just walk up to a stranger in a pit that I recognized. She's an actor, so I'd, I'd seen her in a couple of movies and whatnot, and I thought I might have been known her from a mutual friend or something, and yeah. just walked up and said hello the good old fashioned way, and she ran away after like two minutes of talking, and <laughs> yeah. Um, I had to slide in the DMs the new fashion way the next day to seal the deal. First day was 15 days later, and here we are. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome, man. It's so good. And uh, I encourage people to, you know, check you out on all your socials. And, uh, of course, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you at Boots and Hearts. Uh, I got to say, you know, I'm, I'm real happy for you with uh, the gold single and, of course, uh, and, you know, platinum. I mean, come on. This is fantastic. And everybody's going to be but singing the, uh, along. Hey, look at this. You got it on the wall? That's my – hold on. So these are – my Canada plaques right here. <laughs> Come on, look at that. Boom. Um, I haven't gotten my platinum one yet for the difference from Canada, but like I said, my, the first ones I got, and uh, I love you guys for that very much. Oh, man, we love you too. We can't wait to get you up to Boots and Hearts. Uh, again, it's going to be August 7th. You're going to be on with uh, Shania Twain, Robin Adelini, uh, Lindsay L. It's going to be a great time. TylerRich.com. You got to go check it out. And, of course, follow them on TikTok as well. But bootsandhearts.com for your tickets. And I uh, just want to brag on you for a little bit here. You've already amassed uh, like 365 million streams plus worldwide. And we get to have you here at Boots and Hearts. So I uh, can't wait to see you up here, man. Hopefully we get to say hi and hang a little bit. Dude, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, man. Right on. Tyler Rich. Let's go. We'll see you at Boots. <laughs>